Today we continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders roster as we examine Adam Pellick, what his season was like, and what his future is with the Islanders, and why it's vital that one thing Lula Morello accomplishes this season is to make this roster younger. We've got all that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic on something that we've already discussed, please feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this offseason the draft, free agency, trade rumors, anything Islanders related up until the start of training camp in September, and then things pick up again. So we're going to continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders roster, and we got a big one today. We look at defenseman Adam Pellick. What was his season like, and what is his future with this team looking like? And look, Pellick remains a key component of the Islanders. He is, without question, one of the cornerstones, one of the big parts of this franchise right now and he is going to be one of their top two defensemen he was last year he will be going forward he played Pellick in 78 games three goals 25 assists 28 points that was a career high as was the assist number his plus minus a plus 20 now think about that he is a plus 20. Why is that so impressive? Because the Islanders as a team were not outscoring their opponent. The fact that you are playing on a non-playoff team and you're able to finish the season with a plus 20 is indeed impressive. He also had 42 penalty minutes. That is his career high as well. Oh, and by the way, all of his goals... And 23 of his 25 assists came 
at even strength. Two assists coming short-handed. No power play points at all this year for Adam Pellick. He took 104 shots on goal in 78 games, 225 shots at uh, attempted. So less than half of his shots actually get on net. And that, quite honestly, is a number that has been you know, consistently below 50% throughout his career, but it's something that, boy, if, if Pellick could work on that and improve that, it would certainly be beneficial. He had 99 hits and 128 blocked shots this year and averaged 21 minutes, 17 seconds of ice time per game. That is a new career high by, okay, nine seconds over his 2019-2020 numbers. But look, he only played 38 games that year, 78 this year. And it's important that you get those minutes from Pelican. And look, we've seen in the playoffs, he is capable of giving you even more minutes uh, in situations where it is necessary. Pelic out there on the ice consistently for this team. And I I think there's very little doubt that going forward, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak will continue to be the top two defensemen on the New York Islanders. Now, neither one of them are offensive juggernauts. They both can give you some contributions on the offensive side of the ice, but that's not why they're there. You have Adam Pellick out there on the ice more than anything to help shut down the opposition's best players. And we've seen him do that in playoff series where he has limited some very big guns, whether it's, you know, Crosby and Malkin or Ovechkin or uh, Steven Stamkos. Throughout the years in the postseason, we have seen Pellick and Pulak uh, do their thing and really give the Islanders, who are a defense-first team, a big jolt defensively. And, you know, the the beautiful thing about Adam Pellick, he is right smack in the middle of his prime. He's 27. He will turn 28 in August. So, you know, you got to figure he's got three, four, five years left at his uh, best, you know, playing the best hockey of his career. And... Because he's not an offensive-style defenseman, if his body doesn't wear down from the physical style that he plays, you know, you get the feeling that he could continue to be uh, (coughs) a solid defensive defenseman for this team for quite a long time, maybe another three, four, five years. Uh, And even as he gets older continue to be consistent defensively because of his size, because of his uh, hockey intelligence, and the way he knows how to play the game uh, in a very wise positional way, uh, helps clear players away from the Islanders' net, helps keep opposing players on the perimeter. All the things you want from a top-pairing defensive defenseman you're going to get that and more from Adam Pellick. Yeah, okay, ideally you'd love a little more offense from him, but would I be surprised going forward that during a lot of uh, shifts that we see going forward this year, Pellick 
you know, teamed with Noah Dobson or teamed with whoever it is that the Islanders bring in as far as uh, if they bring in that puck-moving, offensive-minded defenseman that we've talked about. These are distinct possibilities, and it's something that, you know, the Islanders would do, and it would give them, I I I think, a lot of uh, confidence that they can get the job done and and really contain some of the better players on opposing teams. So we'll see, but let there be little doubt that Adam Pellick is going to continue to be a major part of this team, a top-minute player, and part of the core of this New York Islander team for the next several seasons. And I I think he can have an even better year in 2022-2023 than he had this past year, which was a solid season for Adam Pellick. We have got more to discuss on today's show. We're going to break down why it's important that the New York Islanders get younger this offseason in addition to adding some of that hockey talent Plus, we've got our Islanders birthday of the day and a listener email. So all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with new amazing flavors? Well, this time Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both Mud Pie Built Bar and Mud Pie Puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You've got to try mud pie as soon as possible, and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit Built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Not convinced? Luckily, we saved the best for last. It's actually good for you. No, really, all built products are low-calorie, high-protein, and low-sugar. Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. Mud Pie bars and puffs are available at Built.com right now, but they're going fast because these are delicious. So, go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On podcasts. So go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Take our audience survey. You go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thank you for your help. So we have a, a listener email, and this uh, listener wanted to remain anonymous. Uh but writes, I hear a lot of talk about trades, but don't understand the basics. 
Can you please explain how trading works, which players are available, and what are waivers? I know this is related to contracts, but can you go over the lingo and how you could tell when someone is available to be traded or not? Uh, also, what about the Bridgeport team? Have the Islanders bought, up, bought the right to call up any Bridgeport Islander at any time, in which case they cannot get snapped up by another team? Thanks so much. No need to use my name if you discuss this on the show. So, first of all, thank you for your question. Uh, trades, let's get simple. Um, you could trade any player on your roster that's under contract unless they. there's a couple of things. Some players, as part of their contract, they have a no-trade clause where they cannot be traded unless they agree to be traded. That is something that is negotiated when the contract is taking place. The other thing is there some teams have a limited no-trade clause, and they have the right to list 5, 10, 15, however many teams it's agreed to, teams that they would not want to be traded to. And again, they can waive that no-trade clause. But uh, if they don't, you can't send them to those teams. Uh, as far as players from Bridgeport are concerned, anyone on the Islanders' 40-man roster can be called up. But if a player has played more than a certain number of NHL games, they can only be called up a limited number of times before they have to pass through waivers. The player that comes to mind from this past year, Austin Zarnick. The Islanders tried to call him back up. The Kraken claimed him on waivers. Then the Kraken tried to call him back up. The Islanders claimed him back. So after you've been called up and down a certain number of times and you've played a certain number of NHL games, you are subject to waivers. And you will see some teams, uh, you know, try to avoid calling up players too often. Uh, or sometimes, you know, you call them up on an emergency basis but you're trying to limit the exposure that you have on waivers. And sometimes what happens is maybe you have a better player in the AHL, but because they may be taken on waivers, you don't call that player up. Or sometimes a player will be called up with the attitude of, okay, if they don't claim the player, we get to put him on our team and, and plug him in while so-and-so is hurt. If someone does claim him, though, Maybe we clear up some cap space. So, uh, you know, the Islanders have had players on their roster that have been banished to the AHL mostly because of cap reasons. And, you know, this sort of happens every season. Thomas Hickey was a cap casualty uh, a few years back. He certainly was good enough to play for the Islanders, but because of his cap hit versus his value, they kept him down in the AHL, and they could have called him up, uh, and if someone claimed him, okay, his cap hit is no longer part of the team's problem, and, and we can move on and, and clear up that cap space uh, or take him off the long-term injury list. So some of it is, is games with the cap. Andrew Ladd comes to mind. He was banished to the AHL. Uh, and the Islanders were able to, you know, eventually deal him uh, and, and have him taken and taking him off the cap. But realistically, 
there is a little bit of a dance there when it comes to waivers and you know it, it becomes a question of strategically taking chances as to who you're calling up and why and how often and what it's worth wanted to talk a little bit about the age of this team because there are a lot of very important players on this team who are on the wrong side of 30 and you go down the list josh bailey 32. Zidane Ochara, 45. Casey Zizekas is over 30. Cal Clutterbuck is over 30. Andy Green, uh, over 30. Anders Lee, Matt Martin. Scott Mayfield is now 30. Brock Nelson is over 30. J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Zach Parise, Simeon Varlamov. You're talking about a lot of players who play a key role on this team and you have heard Lou Lamorello refer to he needs to make some hockey moves this offseason and we're still waiting for those hockey moves to take place and there's no rush I think when we get closer to the draft and to free agency next month we'll start to see some of those moves taking place but with so many guys over 30 and even if Green and Chara you know, do not return, whether they retire or they uh, aren't re-signed. You need to get this team to be a little bit younger. And it's important that the Islanders do that because you've got some key players who are on the younger side. You got your Noah Dobsons and you Matthew Barzals and uh, you want those younger players, uh, certainly Ilya Sorokin you, uh, and Oliver Wallstrom, you want those younger players, Pelik Pulak, you want to have those guys maximize their chances to contend. And the thing is, if you keep the team the way it is, the window for the Islanders to contend is going to quickly dry up because... You'll have diminishing returns from Parise, Clutterbuck, Martin, Sezikis, uh, Bailey. These players may be able to provide you with one or two more years of what they've been, but eventually they are going to start really slowing down. And when they do, unless you add some youth to this roster, unless you fortify this team with younger players whether and and realistically if the islanders trade for a goal scorer or if they sign a goal scorer as a free agent you want to make sure preferably that that player who may be a cornerstone of the team is going to be under 30 years old somebody who you can count on for the next three, four, five years. Look, if you're signing a free agent, a lot of the time you're going six, seven year, uh, years of a, of a contract. If they're 30 or more, again, you're going to see those diminishing returns. You have about $12 million of cap space. The Islanders have to use it, whether it's via trade or free agency. Obviously, the draft helps you get younger, but that takes two, three years before those players are ready but the Islanders, Lou Lamorello, has got to make some moves to get this team younger. And I'm not just talking about the average age. 
Green and uh, Chara, if they don't come back, the average age of this roster goes down three, four years at least just by those two guys not returning. But we need more than that. We need this team's core, the players they count on, game in and game out, to have a few more younger pieces of that core in order to make this team continue to contend. And I, I think 2021-2022 was a little bit of, a, of an aberration. You had the long road trip to start the season. You had a new home that diminished home ice advantage. You had injuries, and most importantly, you had COVID all really hurting this team's chances of winning. But if you don't make this team younger very soon, all these guys are going to really start hurting you. And each year that passes, you know, right now you could trade a guy like Josh Bailey. You could trade him because he still has value. But each year that he gets older, the value goes down. And again, you get less back for him and the cap hit kind of stays the same. So hopefully Lula Morello will take some time and, and figure out some ways to make this team younger because if he doesn't, the window will close for this team's contention uh, in a year or two, and that's not what we want for this Islanders team. When we come back, a member of the current Islanders is our Islanders' birthday of the day. We've got that and a lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we're one day late, but we want to wish a very happy 22nd birthday to Islanders forward Oliver Wallstrom. Wallstrom turned 22 yesterday. The Quincy, Massachusetts native drafted 11th overall in the first round by the Islanders back in 2018, spent one year at Boston College, made his Islanders' debut in 2019-2020, and has been more or less uh, more or less a full-time Islander for the last two years, had 13 goals, 24 points this year. All of those numbers were career highs, but again, I think, especially after the fairly quick start, that Wallstrom disappointed a lot of people this past season, the, the so-called sophomore slump. We are going to go back and look at one of his better games as an Islander, and I know Oliver Wallstrom has a lot more in him, and I think that switching coaches to Lane Lambert may be a big help to Oliver Wallstrom. So, October 19th, 2021, at the United Center in Chicago, Islanders and Blackhawks, Ilya Sorokin, the goalie for the Islanders, Marc-Andre Fleury in between the pipes for Chicago, no scoring in the first period, but in the second, Anthony Bavillier scores his first of the year unassisted at 4.08. Isles up 1-0 after two periods. But in the second period, it's our Islanders' birthday of the day, Oliver Wallstrom, his second unassisted just 48 seconds in. And then uh, eight minutes and three seconds later, Wallstrom is third from J.G. Pajot at 8.51. Cal Clutterbuck scores an unassisted goal at 11.06 to make it 4-0 Islanders. And then... Mackenzie Entwistle gets the only goal for Chicago, Kirby Dock and Eric Gustafson with the assist, but the Islanders win this one 
by a score of 4-1. to one. Ilya Sorokin, 39 saves in a game in which the Islanders were outshot 40-29. to 29. But for our Islanders' birthday of the day, Oliver Wallstrom, two goals. He was a plus three, and he had eight shots on goal. And I'll tell you, one of the great things about Oliver Wallstrom, uh, he's not afraid to shoot the puck. And we all know the Islanders need players who are not afraid to shoot the puck. So hopefully uh, Wallstrom breaks through this year. I think his ability to take a big step up is going to be key for this Islanders team next year. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll take a little peek at the Stanley Cup final, which is about to get underway. We'll do a little preview of that. Plus, we will have a look at Ilya Sorokin's season and a look ahead at his potential role with the Islanders. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available where you get podcasts. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.